orders from Admiral Keith to Captain Aitlin, commander of His Majesty's ship Bowerfin, in Rhodes at Start Bay, August 6, 1815. All arms of every description are to be taken from the French of whatever rank who are on board His Majesty's ship under your command. The arms are to be carefully collected and remain under your charge as long as the French remain on board the Bellerophon. They will afterwards be under the charge of the captain of the ship to which the said individuals may be transferred. This order was not fully executed. Our swords were left us, and only the firearms were taken. Instructions to the ministers of Admiral Cockburn. When General Bonaparte leaves the Bowerfin to go on board the Northumberland, it will be the most suitable time for Admiral Cockburn to have the effects examined, which General Bonaparte may have brought with him. The Admiral will allow baggage wines and provisions which the general may have brought with him to be taken on board the northumberland among the baggage his table service shall be understood to be included unless his plate be so considerable as to seem rather an article to be converted into ready money than for real use his money his diamonds and his saleable effects, including bills of exchange of whatever kind they may be, must be delivered up. The admiral will declare to the general that the British government by no means intends to confiscate his property, but merely to take upon itself the administration of his effects to hinder him from using them as a means to promote his escape. Examination shall be made in the presence of a person named by General Bonaparte. The inventory of the effects to be retained shall be signed by this person as well as by the rear admiral or by the person whom he shall appoint to draw up the inventory. The interest on the principal, as his property is more or less considerable, shall be applied to his support, and in this respect the principal arrangement is to be left to him. For this purpose, he can, from time to time, signify his wishes to the Admiral till the arrival of the new Governor of St. Helena and afterwards to the latter. And if no objection is made to this proposal, the Admiral or the Governor can give the necessary orders and the disbursements will be paid in bills on His Majesty's Treasury. In case of death, he can dispose of his property by a last will, and may be assured that the contents of his testament shall be faithfully executed, as an attempt might be made to make a part of his property pass for the property of the persons of his suite. It must be signified that the property of his attendants is subject to the same regulation. The Admiral is not to take any person on board for St. Helena without the consent such person to whom he is previously to explain the necessity of being subjected to all the regulations which it may be thought proper to establish for securing the person of the general it must be made known to the general that if he make any attempt to escape he will expose himself to close imprisonment and that any of his suite who may be discovered in endeavoring to facilitate his escape will incur the same punishment. All letters which shall be addressed to him or to any of his suite 
are to be delivered in the first place to the admiral or the governor who is to read them previously to transmitting them. The same regulation is to be observed with respect to letters written by the general or the persons of his suite. The general is to be informed that the governor and the admiral have received positive orders to forward to his majesty's government any request or representation he may think proper to make. Nothing is left to their discretion on this point, but the paper on which such representations shall be written is to remain open in order that they may subjoin such observations as they may think expedient. A true copy to Admiral Sir George Cockburn, the surgeon Monsieur Mergo, was so much alarmed at the idea of being subjected to the rigorous orders of these instructions that he was half distracted and declared plainly that nothing in the world should persuade him to set out for St. Helena. He was probably the only person in the suite of the emperor whom the English did not wish to take the responsibility for moving. The admiral did all in his power to restore him to reason, but in vain, and Mr. Migo quitted us. Mr. O'Meara, surgeon in the Bowerfin, spoke very little French, but very good Italian. He had shown a lively interest in us, and now offered to replace Monsieur Migo. Emperor had often remarked him during the voyage from the Isle of X to England, and had even questioned him several times with interest concerning the various circumstances of Sir Sidney Smith's intervention in the affairs of Egypt, knowing that at this period Mr. O'Meara had been surgeon on board the Tiger, the Admiral's ship of the Squadron, cruising on the coast of Egypt. During the campaign of 1798-1799, the admiral, at the request of the emperor, hastened to take the orders of the admiralty, who granted to Mr. O'Meara unlimited leave with full pay and permission to accompany General Bonaparte to St. Helena in the exercise of the medical profession. 